The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. It is the Ringer Gambling Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Boxing edition, Raheem Palmer joins me. You're fired up about these fights. More so than me. I got the text early this week. He said there's some big fights. We got to hop on a pod. I'm looking at these fights going, man, there's some there's some big names here, but not not big fights, huh? Yeah, I mean, actually, I forgot about it. I mean, look, we're in a, a, <laughs> of a very busy time right now. We got NFL week six. We got college football. We got MLB playoffs. And then the NBA is back. And then I'm like, oh, wow, we got some big boxing fights this, mat- this week. I mean, they're not the most competitive matchups, but we still want to give you guys um, our thoughts on them. I mean, just because the names are so big. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard, but, you know, Rasulo has the interview with Deontay Wilder. That's it. Um, yeah, so it's just like we, we want to give you guys the gambling content for it. So Absolutely. So we will start. The two fights in question, obviously, are Deontay Wilder versus Robert Hellenius, and then Devin Haney against George Campos is two. Um, both of those have lost shine for different reasons. Deontay Wilder obviously is trying to salvage his career, get back into the mix to a point where he can fight not Anthony, uh, excuse me, not Tyson Fury again, uh, probably not even Usyk. Um, I don't think that's, that matchup's going to happen, but maybe an Anthony Joshua. Maybe maybe he gets in the, in the mix and reestablishes himself where there could be some bigger fights. We're going to get to that and what the future might hold. Um, and then Devin Haney George versus George Camposis, which at one point, the first fight was a marquee fight. Um, we talked about it on this podcast, but it was such a blowout. And sometimes rematches clauses are really, really good. And this is not one of the, those instances. I think everybody would uh, would rather have Devin Haney move on and try to fight somebody else in that division, but it's not going to happen just yet. So let's start with uh, Wilder Hellenius. And not surprisingly, uh, Wilder is minus 850. Um, Hellenius is plus 510. Method of victory, Deontay Wilder by knockout or TKO is minus 350. Um 
and points is plus 600 for Wilder. Um, there's a lot to get into. Uh, number one is that for me, this is, a, this is a really interesting test about how committed Deontay Wilder is to continue on, continuing on his career. Um, I think that he is not, I think we were all so scared of his right hand for, for a decade and we would talk about it and, you know, the, the old line, uh, he used to say was that, that someone like Tyson Fury had to be perfect the whole fight. He only had to be perfect once. I don't know how true that is. I don't know how much power he has, um, as he ages and we'll, we'll see. Um, Hellenius is a guy who's going to get his career back on track. He got, he got a little bit of momentum, um, beating Adam Kornacki in Brooklyn uh, a few years ago. He won the rematch with Adam. Um, Adam then lost another fight um, after that, so he's lost three in a row. So that hype train has kind of left the station. Uh, in his past, he won a split decision with Derek Chisora. That's one of his high water marks. Um, he went the distance with Dillian White, lost. And uh, I mean, he's, this guy's pretty old. Um, I think he's 38. He's Swedish. He fought Lamont Brewster at one point. He beat Samuel Peter. Like this, this guy's been around. He's got a little momentum and a little bit of wind at his back. But this should be a pretty easy fight for Wilder as long as he's taking it seriously, Raheem. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. You know, I, I live by the phrase that every line tells a story, and the <laughs> line that. for this fight tells—I mean, it tells the story. We're looking at. Wilder minus 800. And then we're looking at the over under rounds. Look, there's some five and a halfs out there, um, but we're mostly seeing four and a half with, I mean, so it's just like, that's very telling. And look, when you look at Deontay Wilder, this guy's fought 45 times. He's knocked everybody down. And mm -hmm. it, it's so funny to me because if Tyson Fury doesn't get up from that punch and the, the, what was it, the 11th round or 12th mm -hmm. round of the first fight? Wilder yeah. is, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, we're looking at Wilder like he's probably the greatest heavyweight of this generation. Era. Now, yep. we know, for sure, we, we, we know Wilder, he's not a good boxer. I mean, but like you said, he doesn't have to be, <laughs> he doesn't have to be great the whole fight. His right hand is just that devastating. It's just, he has all-time great knockout power. And, it's a matter of, is he the same guy? Mm -hmm. If he's the same guy, this fight's not going to last. I mean, he does, he's not a great boxer. I mean, but he just comes off of fighting a Tyson Fury. And I think Tyson Fury is a one of one. Um, you look at Hellenius. I, I just, I don't see anything special with this guy. I mean, mm -hmm. he's a tough guy. He's a really big guy. Um, very, like, I mean, his, his stature is very similar to Tyson Fury. But I don't think he moves mm -hmm. as well as Tyson Fury. I don't think he has his chin. I mean, we saw this guy get knocked knocked out by Gerald Washington in July. Yeah, that, that was the point. I was. I mean, he's on a three fight <laughs> win streak, but before that, getting knocked out by Gerald Washington in the eighth round is not acceptable. Yeah, so I I, I just think if you're going to bet this fight, you're really betting Wilder to win by by knockout. Uh, but I mean, it's, there's not a ton of value in that. I mean, just because we know this is what this is what Wilder does. So it's just. I'm going to pass on this one. I'm not really seeing a, a lot of value, but I, if you're going to bet it, I think that's the way to bet it. Um, Wilder, KO, TKO, minus 350. Gerald Washington has two wins since 2017, and one of them is against Robert Hellenius. That's not good. That's not good. He's lost five times <laughs> in that time period. That ain't good. Um, so I, I think that the, the over-under on rounds is really interesting because that will tell the story to me. You said every line tells a story. If Deontay Wilder is doing his job, this ends very, very, very early. 
Um, and so I'm intrigued. I think Plant Durrell is also on this card too. So they're really, I mean, it's, it, 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 it's not like this is some marquee event. I think they're expecting Deontay Wilder to just have a, I mean, one of the things, Raheem, that Deontay Wilder did so effectively, even when he wasn't fighting the best guys in the world, was he would have these highlight reel knockouts that would almost carry him in like the internet and meme sphere for like a week. You know, he would just like knock these guys at Luis Ortiz the second time where it's like he would just knock these guys cold. And he needs that to get some momentum back in his career. And and he needs it quickly. And he needs it to be like that was the coolest thing. And again, he's he is not a high quality boxer. Okay, He is not yeah. at the level of a Tyson Fury. We saw that. He's certainly not at the level of a Nusik. But what he can do is punch harder than just about anybody. And I was actually thinking about this when I was doing my notes for this yesterday. I was thinking about how, I think it was 2019, I wrote a column about Mahomes and his comebacks, which, by the way, are still happening. And in it, I said that mm-hmm. he's, it's like a Deontay Wilder knockout punch. And, and it's like, you know, you just, you're just waiting for it. You're just waiting for Mahomes. You're just waiting for Wilder. And at one point, he had this mythic quality. And the only way for him to get back there, I think this is smart matchmaking. The only way for him to get back there is to fight a couple of guys who are mid-tier, I guess you could say, uh, who are not special and hope that he just knocks them into oblivion and it gets 8 million views and all of a sudden we're excited about another fight with 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 Deontay Wilder. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt. I mean, like, look, if you ask me, I just I just think Tyson Fury is just one of one. And, yeah. I, like, if Wilder is the same guy that he was before, I think he gets he gets the savage here. And it's just, you know, even in that, that third fight, he, he was able to put Fury down. So that said a lot about who he is and like as a person. Mm-hmm. It's just sometimes one guy has your number and there's just nothing that you can do. So I, I'm, I'm going to assume that Wilder is the same guy. I know one of the things that he was complaining about, he said he came in a little heavy for the third Tyson Fury fight. He said he was at 220. Yeah, I remember that. He to be a, a, a little bit lower than that. So I think he'll be faster. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he takes a punch because a lot of times after, after those fights and trilogies like that, Guys aren't the same guys. I mean, you you leave something in the ring every time mm-hmm. you, you have a big fight like that. So, I mean, it's, it's a matter of can Wilder still take a punch? Because this is a big dude. <laughs> especially like, especially so, heavyweights. Yeah, I mean, they, they, that, and that's the thing. Again, I've said it a million times in this podcast specifically, but fighters don't age in years. They age in fights. And you don't know until you see them in this sort of fight whether or not they've lost a step. Triple G, great example. Turns out Triple G sucks. We had no idea. Like, we, he is not up to Canelo's level anymore. And we didn't find that out until he actually fought. It's really interesting to see when that, that cliff happens. I think Wilder, as long as he's training and takes it seriously, has something in the tank. Um, let's go through the heavyweight division real quick and see what, it, as long as Wilder wins, what we want out of him. Because I don't want him with Fury and Usyk at all. I don't, I, I think that's, I, obviously the Fury thing is his run its course, but Usyk's got, got his own things to worry about at this point. Do you want to see a Joshua next? Do you want to see Joshua go for Fury after this? Um, I saw, I mean, I, I saw an Anthony Joshua Otto Wallen report uh, earlier this morning. Maybe a Wilder Andy Ruiz situation. Joe Joyce is running up the ranks. Um, Jared Anderson is, is a young guy who I think is showing a lot of promise. I don't know what Deontay wants his career path to be. I don't think he wants to be a gatekeeper. However, you know, a, a million and a half bucks, you know, every six months is is a pretty good deal if you can get it. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest with you. I want to see him fight Anthony Joshua. Um, okay. I mean, look, to me, I think he stops Anthony, Anthony Joshua. 
I, I think that's an easy fight. That's, I just that's two that's like two I, guys where their their confidence is is more important than their form. Yeah, I, I think he stops Anthony Joshua, and it's still a fight that I want to see. I mean, it's it's not it doesn't have the luster that it previously had, but that's one I want to see. And I, I mean, I would love to see him fight Andy Ruiz. I, I think mm-hmm. I, I think Wilder, if he hasn't lost too much, I think he can still knock some of these guys out. And I, I just I just I don't know. I'm just maybe I'm just a believer in, in him too much, but I just think Fury is really that good. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm. If I had to bet anything, it'd be Wilder by KO minus three fifty, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean that 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 just seems. It, I I would be shocked if it doesn't happen at this rate. Um, yeah, I don't I, think. I, go ahead. I, I don't think you want to play with the over under rounds because I mean, <sighs> Wilder coming off of those fights. You, I mean, he could knock this guy on a six seventh round and then you lose your money. So I don't want to play with that. But I, I think minus three fifty is the one. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, let's get to Devin Haney, George Cambosis Jr. Um, man, this was we both we both were disappointed in in how this first fight went. Ever again, every line tells a story. I'm just gonna steal that take. Uh, Devin Haney minus eleven hundred, George Camposis plus six ten. Um, for a a guy who came in as the champion last time, that just shows you how the first fight went, Raheem. Yeah. Not only did he come in as a champion, he was fighting in his hometown yep. of Melbourne, Australia. And when you looked at the line for the first fight, Haney was a minus 175 favorite. Cambosis was plus 150. Mm-hmm. And that's how much he dominated. Like, he got dominated in this fight that we're seeing. I mean, we're seeing minus 1100s in the market with Cambosis at plus mm-hmm. 610. So, I mean, like you said before, this was a mandatory. Uh, they 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 had a rematch clause, so it's it's like and it has to happen in Australia again. Cambosis had every single advantage, and he still he still got beat. So it's just this is not something I'm I'm really excited to see. I think Haney, look, I mean the CompuBox stats, I think he landed 147 out of 588 punches, and we all know Haney has really good defense. I mean that jab really like dominated the fight. I mean he was landing around seven jabs per round. And I mean, look, 78% of Haney shots were jabs. And I think he only landed single shots in three rounds. So it's just, Haney is just miles above Cambosis at this point. And I think it's it's kind of looking like that Teofimo Lopez fight was a mm-hmm. little flash in the pan because it almost feels like Lopez just wasn't focused coming off of COVID, coming off yeah. the pandemic. So, I mean, look, I, I like Cambosis, but I just think there's levels here. Camposis did something that 
that does take skill, which is he took advantage of an opponent who was a complete free fall. He wasn't training hard. He was, you read the stories about what he was saying in the production meetings, T.F.M.O. Lopez going into that fight. He seemed like a wreck, frankly. He seemed like a wreck. And Camposas was just good enough to take advantage of that. He made money. He got two big fights in his home country. It is really cool to see what he got to do. And, and we got to be exposed to him. And I do think he's, he's quite a character and, 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 and someone who I enjoy in the boxing world. But he is not on Devin Haney's level. And I want to see Devin Haney leave this. And I want to see him fight huge fights. And I was just listening to someone talk about this. It seems like most of the other division just wants to fight on Twitter. And just, just go back and forth and just say, hey, man, we, like send an offer or whatever. And nobody's fighting. Devin Haney and George Campos has fought. I like it. Um, I want to see more of this stuff. I don't know what's going to happen with the future of Tiafimo Lopez's weight and all that stuff, but I want to see big fights. And I think if you can commend, commend them for anything, it's that Devin Haney said, okay, let's fight now. Now, that's a much easier, easier said than done when it's George Campos, it's not somebody else, but they actually did it and nobody else is fighting right now. It's all Twitter bullshit, okay? Having said that, Campos is, I don't know if you looked at the round-by-round round odds, he's plus 10,000 for any round. Any round. Wow. You almost want to put 20 bucks on it, you know? Just just find a yeah. round. <laughs> One punch in boxing can 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 make it happen. But that, that's the FanDuel odds right now. Um, I'm looking through some of this stuff. So Haney by points or decision is, is minus 250. Haney KO or stoppage is plus 340. Draw 2600. And then Campos is by points is plus 1000. By, by KO is plus 1200. Anything with this. I'm I'm taking Devin Handy by points minus two fifty. I, I love that. I mean, he doesn't knock a lot of guys out. That's just no. not what he does. He doesn't have pop. Like I I question if he would have the pop to keep a guy like Tank off of him. <laughs> like oh, he that, has a skill that's level. Trouble. Yeah. So it's just I, I think that's that's the way you play it. But because this is in Australia, and because I expect Cambosis to look a little better than he did last time, why not sprinkle something on the draw? Plus twenty six hundred. Right. The scorecards were were crazy last time, so I wouldn't. I I I, I would sprinkle a little. I'm, I'm thinking maybe a little bit on the draw. Maybe pick a couple rounds and put put on the plus ten thousand in case anything weird happens. My guess is this is going to be a Haney easy victory like last time. Um, Haney's smart enough to know how to under you know listen. He's gotten in trouble before, but it but not to somebody like Amposis. So I'd sprinkle. A little bit on some of these low probability events. There's three of them. I'd pick a round, just put 20 bucks on it. Um, I would draw exactly right, plus 2600. And then just want to throw this out there plus 440 for Devin Haney to be knocked down. I could see, I, I, listen, you, we're just doing the Doctor Strange, like one billion, one trillion simulations thing, right? I don't even know what the number is. I said it one time, Mallory corrected me, so I know I'm wrong right now. I could, Camposis did show a little bit of power against T.P.M. Lopez. Again, Lopez was in free fall, but he did show the ability to knock him down. So I would sprinkle a tad on Devin Haney to be knocked down plus 440 just in case. I like that. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. <laughs> I mean, remember, he he got the thing that changed the entire course of the fight was that early pop to Lopez and surprised him with his power. And that changed the entire course of the fight. I don't, I, I, even if Haney gets knocked down, he's still going to win. He's just a much better fighter. But I'm just saying, mm-hmm. when someone's done it before, they can do it again. And I'm, uh, I'm intrigued by that. Um, any ideas on what you want to see Devin Haney do next? Mm. 
I'm actually not sure. I, I, I just, honestly, no. I just want, I want, you know, all of those guys at, you know, that division to just start fighting each other. I, I'm just, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you got, I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about Tank versus Garcia. We got all of these guys. Like, I just want to see them in the ring together, you know? Yep. So it's just, that that's the frustrating thing right now. So, I mean, all these guys are talented, but these guys have to fight. But I, I give I give Handy credit. I give Handy credit for going to Australia and beating Cam Moses. If we, I mean, I I keep seeing that Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis are close. I guess Ryan Garcia's dad yesterday said that the fight is getting close. I'll I'll believe it when I see it, man. I I just mm-hmm. don't. I don't know if any of these guys want to fight. It's brutal. I if I don't see a Tank Davis marquee fight soon, I'm going to pull all my hair out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I mean, right now, we're looking at Spence and Crawford. That might be canceled as well. I saw that. I saw that. I heard that. I saw that. I, I, I just... I, I, to me, it's so frustrating, Raheem. Like, the, boxing's not a primary sport. I, would fe- I feel awful for the people who follow and, and, and cover boxing as their primary thing or their only thing. And there's a lot of them. We know them. We love these people. And yeah. it's so frustrating because... I, I mean, the boxing promoters are trying to put them out of business. If you're if your freaking livelihood depends on big boxing fights happening, you are in trouble because boxing promoters don't want to do it. They can easily get by putting, you know, just get getting the Fox money, getting the Showtime money, whatever, getting 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 these guys easy nine hundred thousand dollar payments from mid tier boxers, and it is brutal. And one thing I like, frankly, is that for most of these fights, I used to say like. You know, we shouldn't even the media. We shouldn't even discuss some of these fights when these guys are just fighting cans for you know on on at, on Fox at, at four p.m. Nobody really does discuss them anymore. Like we've we've yeah. it's almost like out of sight, out of mind for some of these boxers and some of these promotions. Where I, if you're not putting on big fights, man, we're just going to ignore you. And at some point, the networks catch up to that. I've heard people say in the past, like I think it was Chris Mannix who said that you know there needs to be people at these networks. We're just doing quality control and saying we're giving you money for what, whatever it may be. Why are we putting this on? You need someone to say like, okay, let's make matches people want to see. Because for me, I, the state of boxing right now is is as depressing as it's maybe it's ever been. I thought maybe the I honestly thought maybe the pandemic would change it because people needed maybe more uh, guaranteed cash and hey maybe we'll make this fight whatever. Um, then we saw them slow play it because there wasn't the live gates. Live gates are back and I I haven't seen. Any optimism, Raheem? Yeah, and you know the frustrating thing for me is that both of these fights are on pay-per-view. Yeah. It's like pay-per-view used to be reserved for the best of the best. Now it feels like if you have a name, they're making you pay to to see a... a, a, Like Luis Luis Ortiz fought Charles Martin on pay-per-view. That was like the end for me. That was when I was like, I no, I was like, I'm not entertaining this. It was like 20 bucks, but that's 20 bucks too much. If you, let me ask you a question. Yeah. If you were at Barclays Center, you were at T-Mobile Arena, you were at Staples Center, okay? And the third to last fight, right? So like the second undercard was Luis Ortiz, Charles Martin. But you ran into somebody you like and you just wanted to have a beer with them. Are you, are you doing anything special to see Luis Ortiz, Charles Martin? Because I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I, w- I wouldn't walk a hundred feet if I had a better option to watch that fight. If it was the third undercard, and now someone's telling me to pay twenty bucks for it. Yeah, it's 
it's outrageous. Uh, and I think that's just, look, I, I just think we've changed the business model of boxing. And it's just like, it's, it's turned into, let's give everybody a name. And once they get a name, let's just charge them to fight nobodies as opposed to, you know what, the best of the best are going to beat each other and the chips are going to fall where they fall. Like a loss is not the worst thing in the world. Like it's, it's really not. And I, I think Wilder is actually going to show that this week. Uh, at the end of the day, yeah. it's like, look, you, you take a loss and a true champion bounces back. And we just want to see the best of the best beat each, I mean, fight each other. So it's very frustrating for me. Can I just parry a, a, a complaint we're going to get, which is that this is like the second time in six months that we've spent the last five minutes of the episode complaining about boxing. Take it up with boxing. Yeah. Take, don't take it out. Don't like Devin Haney is going to fight George Camposis, which is the fight we wanted to see. We needed to see after the Tiafimo Lopez fight. And I have no optimism that, that that kind of momentum is going to continue. So like, what are we supposed to do? Pretend, pretend that all these yeah. fights are going to happen. Like pretend that the one fight we've wanted to see for years isn't on the verge of collapse. If something doesn't, something doesn't happen soon. Like take it with them. Um, that's it. And you we know, any good- interesting thing is I, I, I like, look with the Canelo, Canelo and GTG fight. It's like GGG was just a name at that point. And we said on the podcast, the most likely scenario was Canelo by decision. What happened? Mm-hmm. Canelo by decision. Yep. So it's just like we mm-hmm. want to be shocked. We don't want to go into these fights knowing what the result is. And it feels like with these two fights that we covered today, we kind of know what the result is going to be. It's gonna, it'll be. It would be shocking if the fights went the other way. Any good football bets this weekend, Raheem? Um, yeah, I've definitely got some football this weekend. Um, obviously, I have my top five pick spot podcast dropping on Sunday. Oh, so, hell yeah. Um, Don't spoil yeah, it. So we're excited about that. Obviously, you know, the, the Thursday night football podcast dropped today, so you guys can check that out um, with me and Austin and um, Roger doing college football. So we got a lot of great stuff coming. So we got Sixers podcast coming next week. We got NBA. It's a really great time. Dude, I've been betting college football and... uh Man, it's hard. The transfer portal has just has has flattened the world, man. Like that is it's something we get into on Sunday's Day on Friday with Tom Fornelli. We're picking games, but it is real. It's almost the actually the way to bet it, the way to reckon with it is that nobody's actually that good in college anymore. Like the depth is such, it just changed. Just a lot has changed, and I think that I haven't reckoned with it. Vegas hasn't reckoned with it, um, and certainly the general public hasn't. So it'll be interesting, Raheem. This is great. We'll see you in a couple of weeks, brother. Oh, no doubt. And, you know, speaking of that transfer report, I got one. I got to say one thing. Collab, Collab Williams is just, I mean, look, he's absolutely going. Like, I, I love to watch. I mean, being out, I've been out here on the West Coast. I've been of course. in Vegas for like the last six weeks. And, you know, watching these Pac-12 games, Collab Williams is just playing out of his mind. So I think that was so, one of the best things I've seen in the transfer quarter this, this year. <laughs> but he is, it's funny because he's the unicorn that, I don't think anybody can get mad at, which is he committed to Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma and then his coach left and he followed his coach. And if you're mad at that, I don't know what you're, you're mad about exactly, you know? And so it's interesting. I, I think the biggest thing, and I get in this on the Sony Day thing, we had a pretty interesting discussion about it. It's just once a quarterback changes, like everybody's backup quarterback sucks right right now right and like because the number two quarterback is transferring all the time it's a whole thing i don't want to get into it shout out caleb williams this has been the ringer boxing show on the ringer podcast now